Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Yes, it is once again Radical Australia and Community Radio 3CR streaming live on 3cr.org.au. This program is podcast, so if you miss anything, don't despair. You can catch it on 3cr.org.au. Good afternoon, Madam Empress, great one, (laughs) living legend. How are you? Yes, very well, thank you. Yourself? Oh, not too bad, Dale. I'm just feeling old, Dale Bridge. I'm feeling old. Oh, really? If I fall asleep during the interview, just wake me up, will you? You know, just throw something at You won't fall asleep because we've got a very, very special guest today. We have a special guest. Yes. Every guest is special. We can't let them think they're not special. Every single guest is special. Yeah, well, this man is very special because he has the same name I have. (laughs) Well, first name. (laughs) (laughs) That makes him exceptionally special. We have Joseph Joe Wally. Welcome to the show, Joe. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you, Joe. Uh, now, uh, your name's not Joe, is it? Uh, yeah, but it, it, uh, Joe comes from Joseph. Joseph? Uh, yeah, I was named uh, Joseph. Then um, uh-huh. when I was in school, it, it was later uh, changed by my teacher actually uh, uh-huh. start calling me Joe because um, uh-huh. I have uh-huh. the uh-huh. habit of uh, skipping uh, religious education class when oh, I was at bad, at bad, <laughs> bad boy. At, we'll uh, talk about in that. high school. So, uh, so you are not so religious to be called Joseph. So yeah. let's just make it short yeah. to uh, yeah. Joe. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. parents didn't even know that uh, I changed my name, and it was. Uh, yeah. Until yeah, well, I graduated, and yeah. they saw the names on the certificate and everything. Well, well let's, let's, let's just go back. Yeah. Let's just, just, uh, this could be a long story. <laughs> we asked two questions on the program, and I'm sure your friends have told you. Because the first question is, what year were you born? Um, I was born on uh, in 1984. What? 1984? Yeah, that's correct. You're only 30. Yeah, that's... A wee baby... Thirty, and you've got a life to to tell us about. That's extraordinary. I'm sixty, sixty-three. I haven't got a life to discuss. That's just extraordinary. Thirty. What's the first thing you remember? What's the first thing you can think of? Um, the first thing uh, that I can think of uh, about my childhood is um, it's a living uh, as a refugee. Yeah, that's what I can recall. You're one of those people. Uh, yes, I was... Uh, are, you, are you a refugee? Yep, yeah, in Papua New Guinea. What, what are you doing here? So, <laughs> what, what are you doing in this studio? I mean, this is Australia. We don't like refugees. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're a refugee in Papua New Guinea. Yeah, that's correct. Um, what do you remember? Uh, what I remember is... So I, I actually uh, listened to the stories from my parents. Yes, yes. And yeah, I, I was told uh, about um, what happened. What, what happened? Tell yeah, us. What happened is that um, my father was a teacher in um, a province of Indonesia called uh, North Sumatra. Mm-hmm. And um, while teaching, he was also involved in uh, the... Uh, Free West Papua movement uh, campaigns and uh, excuse me, if, why would he be if he's a Sumatran? Why would he be involved in the Free West Papua movement? No, he is from West Papua, but he, he was, teaches in Sumatra. He was teaching in yeah, Sumatra, because, right? Uh, okay. It's one of the uh, education right. systems yes, of Indonesia yes, where yes. they get uh, yes. teachers transferred to teach in uh, yes. certain parts of the country. So he he's, he was born in West Papua. Yeah, he was born in West Papua. Where was he born in West Papua? Uh, in uh, Jayapura, there is a small uh, sub district of Jayapura called uh, Abepura. Mm-hmm. That's where he was born. Mm-hmm. So so he's in Sumatra, and now he's in Papua New Guinea. What happened? Uh, yeah, so he was born in Jayapura, mm-hmm. and uh, after 
uh, completing his uh, studies in a teacher's college. He was uh, then sent to Sumatra to uh, teach, uh, where he started his uh, teaching job there, together with my mom. And um, while teaching, uh, yep, he was uh, involved in uh, some uh, activities that sort of... um, Considered by Indonesian government. Subversive activities. Yeah, subversive activities. Owning a West Papuan flag. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and um, after... So what happened? Yeah, after one year in Sumatra, Mm -hmm. he he was... uh, The Indonesian intelligence uh, smelled that uh, uh, his movement, his uh, not what he should be doing teaching mm-hmm. so they uh, they got him under Russia surveillance for a while mm-hmm. and um he realized that uh he's been busted right so um he and my mom plot an escape and he went back together with my mom they went back to um to West Papua to Jayapura mm-hmm. but it wasn't safe there still so uh that's very same night they had to uh flee they had to flee and leave uh Jayapura and they went across the border to uh Papua New Guinea. And so this was what in the late 1970s? Yeah, in 19 yeah 1970s. Yeah. Yeah, the late 1970s because yeah. there was a lot of the OPM was quite active then, wasn't it? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And and there was a bit of cross there were fa- hundreds if not thousands of refugees. Yeah. In, in Papua New Guinea that came across in that period. Yes, that's good. Mm. So you were still nowhere to be seen? Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> I was only born in... Uh, when they went to Papua New Guinea and around the bush where he uh, get himself engaged in OPM activities, mm-hmm. uh, fighting against Indonesian uh, soldiers in the bush, that's when I was born mm-hmm. in the bush. Together with uh, my sister, we, uh, we were twins, I have a twin sister, and um, do, do you have any other brothers and sisters? Yes. Uh, after the uh, twins, after us, mm-hmm. there is uh, there are two other siblings, mm-hmm. uh, one brother, and uh, the youngest sister. Did you hear that? Sibling. The word sibling. That's amazing. Nobody uses the word sibling in Australia. We're too stupid. <laughs> Speak for yourself, <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> I mean, siblings. I like that. But it's very serious. It is your father's serious. in the jungle. He's fighting yep. for independence. Uh, your mother's basically a refugee. Yep. You've got no contact with people. No. None whatsoever. You're living in a refugee in some of the most wretched conditions. What were conditions like for you as a young man, for you and your sister? Uh, yes, after we were born in in the bush, mm-hmm. and we were then uh, so no doctors, no hospitals, no, no anaesthetic, uh, yeah, every, no epidurals, yeah, just born every, in the bush, twins, yeah, with uh, with my sister, mm-hmm. and um, my parents were fortunate; they were lucky because uh, they get uh, they got help by um, Catholic mission there mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Uh, close to Vanimo, one of the, uh, the uh, Sandon province, the province that shares the border with Indonesia, with right. uh, Jayapura. Mm-hmm. So we were fortunate that we were taken in by these uh, Catholic mission bishops and brothers. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we were then taken to Vanimo Hospital for uh, medications and uh, yes, yeah, this care. Is a, this is when you were born? Uh, we were born in the booth, yes. but then they took us Hus- to the hospital. To the hospital yeah. and they looked after you. Yep. Right. So what's the exact I know you've told us what your father told you. What's the first thing you remember? Uh yeah, the first thing I remember about him was um when we have to uh, yeah, cross the uh there's a big uh river mm-hmm. with a um speedboat. That's the, the, the yeah, that's the first thing I could remember. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah. exciting. Yeah, we got sent from uh, Vanimo mm-hmm. up to uh, Western Province in PNG, right. where there is uh, that's that's where the bi- uh, the the, uh, the big uh, West Papua refugee camp is. Mm-hmm. 
So, yep, that's the, yeah. the thing I can remember. Is your, is your father still alive? Uh, he passed away uh, in 2012. And what's his, what was his name? Uh, his name is Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. And, and Isaac Wally. Yeah. Wally. And he passed away. And uh, in, in Papua New Guinea? or uh, He passed away in uh, Jayapura, Indonesia. So he was able yeah. to eventually return. Yeah, that's correct. And how about your mum? Is she still alive? Uh, yeah, my mum is still alive. And where is she? Uh, he sees in uh, Jayapura. Jayapura, yeah. right. And your other siblings? My other siblings, one, the uh, the youngest one is uh, uh, in, in her last year at the, at university. Uh-huh. Where, uh, here in Melbourne? In uh, Jayapura. Jayapura, yes. And my brother that's just uh, after me mm. and my twins... He's now uh, 29 years old, mm-hmm. and he's working up in uh, Freeport Mining in uh, right. Timika, yeah. And your twin sister? My twin sister, she was here studying in Melbourne, mm-hmm. and she returned to uh, Jayapura uh, two years ago. Two years yeah. ago. Right. So here you are. What was like life like in this refugee camp, this large refugee camp for West Papuans in Papua New Guinea? Tell us about the living conditions that uh, you remember. Yes, as far as I can remember, the there was a, a sort of like a discrimination between the uh, Papua New Guineans and the West Papuan refugees, mm-hmm. and um, for the first uh, five years, we were uh, fortunate because uh, we have uh, aid from the United Nations, UNHCR, but uh, then they. Uh, they 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 said to the refugees and my father was one of the uh one of the people who sort of like uh handled the uh affairs to be like the mediator between the yes. UN and the refugees so uh they came and told him that um until you people are enough to stand on your own feet or with this aid and everything is not going to last forever mm-hmm. so you have to be able to make uh, gardens or find a job or something like that to support yourself because it's going to uh, end in five to six years. Mm -hmm. So by the time they stopped everything, so yeah, West Papuans should be, uh, yeah, they should be able to do everything by themselves, not expecting uh, aid and support from... Were they able to? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So what type of things were your parents doing to survive? Um, My parents, we... uh, my dad opened uh, a small uh, family trade store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to yeah to support us while living in a refugee camp. Right. And what was the physical conditions like in the refugee camp? Uh, in the refugee camp, uh, what did you live in? The place where I live mm. is. We have uh, sort of like uh, we have our shortage of water, and uh, there is no electricity, mm-hmm. and there is no means of communication like uh, telephone and yeah. Mm-hmm. And what did you live in? Pardon? What did you live in? Did you live in hats, uh, houses? Yeah, we like? we live in our house. Yeah, my my, house. my my father built a house. And what did he build that out of? Uh, not really booze materials, but we have sort of like um. A sawmill there. Yes, so yes. We bought uh, and built timbers and built that right, from and right. built the house. There. And so, how long did you stay there for? Uh, we stayed there from 1989 until 2001. Yeah. Right. And what happened yeah. in 2001? And in 2001, uh, before 2001, this is what uh, what really uh, made my parent uh, sort of. They decide to leave the camp yes. and uh, move uh, closer to Jayapura. Mm-hmm. So we left the camp after my dad. Uh, they had um, Papuan People's Congress in uh, year 2000, mm-hmm. uh, where my dad represent the uh, ref West Papuan refugees youth. Yes, uh, and he attended that. Um, Congress and what, was that Congress in Jayapura? Yeah, it was held in Jayapura. And he was allowed to go back, or, or yes, he was allowed to go back with um, traditional border crosser card because yes. we were not uh, considered as uh, Papua New Guinea citizens, mm-hmm. even though being uh, born there. But yes. you you don't get uh, to be uh, yes. Papua New Guinea citizen automatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So he, he went across to uh, Jayapura and uh, he met our families and yeah, relative there and they actually asked for my uh, mum and my father said, okay, I'll try and bring them closer to the border. So if anything changes, okay, we'll come and visit you people here and go back. Backwards like and that. forwards. So between yeah. 89 and 2001, did you receive any education in the camps? Yes, that's right. Tell so us, tell we, us, what was that like? Uh, the, I started going to school. I started my primary uh education in 1991 that's when I went to my year grade one mm-hmm. and it the most of the teachers there they volunteered most of them are with Papuans too so we they the, the lessons and everything at school was uh, were taught in both Indonesian mm-hmm. and English mm-hmm. and the schools uh, the, the school was uh, run by a uh, Catholic mission too uh, support from yep Catholic mission uh sisters from Canada mm-hmm. and um until uh, 1998 yep 8 years later it was then registered as a government school yeah, going yeah. back going back when you started in 91 yep. what were conditions like for you did you was it uh, did you have classrooms desks computers yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes the classrooms were yeah built by um company uh, hired by these uh, Catholic mission mm-hmm. people. So we had, yes, uh, it's uh, it's pretty a uh, decent classroom, not as good as what we'd expect to see uh, here in Australia or mm-hmm. somewhere. But it's pretty good. It's made of we have uh, iron roofing and. Mm-hmm. What do the Papua New Guineans think of this? Because they wouldn't have had the same conditions, would they? Uh, yes, it's they some. Some of them, they t- they sort of like this. Uh, the things that we received sort of uh, trigger uh, jealousy and resentment between uh, the locals and uh, the refugees. Mm. So that was a continuing issue, was it? Yes, that's correct. Right. So, what did you learn at school? Uh, at school, we learned uh, science, science, maths. Maths and at primary school. Yeah, English. Science, English. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we, we were fortunate because some of the uh, teachers who are actually there, refugees there, they are. Some, some of them are actual teachers, but some of them are university students who just mm. uh, volunteer to teach. And some of them happen to have good uh, English uh, skills, yes. uh, both uh, understanding and uh, spoken yes. English. Yes. So. Yeah, we we did we we had English classes too. Because I, I remember, I clearly remember in the late seventies and early eighties, there were thousands of people coming off across the border as the Indonesian military continued to push people yeah. out. I remember that. I remember those stories that were coming. So, did you go to high school? Yes, I did. Uh, after co- completing my primary school mm-hmm. in the in in refugee camp, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I went to high school in the refugee camp. No, not it's not in the refugee camp, but it's in uh, Kyunga. It's uh, forty forty-five to fifty kilometers away from the camp. Yeah. So. And that was a mixed school of Papua New Guineans, and yes. And what correct. was that like? Um, some of them are very welcoming, and um, because some of the West Papuan refugees who reside uh, along the border in the southern part of uh, the island uh, from from, uh, Merauke. Mm. Yeah. Some of them went to school, didn't go to uh, the camp. They went straight to Kyunga and started school there. So Mm. um, some of them were very welcoming, but the actual uh, Papua New Guineans, they see us as yeah we were refugees so um they sort of yeah i, I wouldn't say they are uh, bad or uh, but they just don't care like that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you're strangers basically yeah we are basically strangers, strangers. yeah <laughs> so what was that schooling like at high school there uh well we received um like we were treated equally mm-hmm. by teachers and mm-hmm. teaching staffs and everything the lessons and 
yeah, every, all the things where what the locals get, we get that too. Right. So, so, so what language were you using in class? We we uh, we learned in with in, in English. In English, yeah, so no more Indonesia. No, no more. No more. <laughs> <laughs> and this was this was a private school or uh, a religious it's, uh, school? Uh, government. Government school. Yeah, government owned. Right. Yeah. So how long did you stay there for? Uh, I was there for two years. Two years. So yeah. to, to 1991. Yeah, from nine uh, from 2000. Yes. To 2001. 2001. Uh, well, sorry, pardon me. From 1999 to, to 2001. 2000. So what happened in two? So did you graduate? Or yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, how old were you then? Uh, in 2000, I was 14, 14 years old. Yeah. So. So you must have been a bright boy if you graduated from high school. <laughs> do you have any favourite subjects? Anything you like to do? Or? Uh, yes, I do actually. Uh, uh, I like studying. Uh, I like media. Media. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're a pro, mate. You can take over my job. And you can interview me for the next <laughs> half hour if you want it. We both, Joe. Nobody will know who it is. We'll confuse the listening public. Yeah. But but when you're at high school, what did you like at high school? Uh, at high school, uh, we didn't have much choice, mm-hmm. so uh, we did uh, woodwork, carpentry, uh-huh. and right. uh, some of the uh, basic home economics stuff. Right. Yeah. Because how did you get forty-five miles there and forty-five miles back, or kilometers? Um, actually. Uh, we don't. Uh, I don't get uh, go to school and travel every day from my house right. in the camp. But I left the camp yes. and moved down to travel to Kyunga, uh-huh. and uh, that's where I live with uh, uh, yeah, my mother's cousins' family. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. they were they were refugees too, but they lived in uh, uh, Kyunga. They that's the nearest uh, big right. yeah district. Yeah. So you basically walk to school. Yeah, I walk right. to school. So in 2001, what happened? And um, in 2001, my yeah, my family, after my dad returned from Jayapura, mm-hmm. he said uh, he had arranged for him to be transferred from Western Province to uh, Sandown Province so we could uh, live uh, closer to... So you, you didn't have freedom of movement in Papua New Guinea as refugees? Uh-huh. You didn't. You couldn't go wherever you liked in Papua New Guinea when you were refugees, could you? Um, no, no, no. No. We, so you had to ask permission to move. No, your we, we actually can uh, travel. You can travel uh, anywhere because as a refugee, you as travel a refugee, anywhere. we yeah. we were granted uh, not a permanent residency, but it's uh, just a temporary uh, status, or they 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 called a permissive residency. Right. So after five years, it expires. So it expires, and yeah. you've got to renew it every five yeah. years. Oh, that's interesting. Look, it's uh, almost 4.30. This is 3CR, Community Radio 3CR. Uh, on uh, This is Radical Australia. Our special guest is Mr. Joseph Wally, commonly known as Joe. <laughs> the Empress, <laughs> Dale Bridge, is doing all the hard work pushing the buttons. She may ask a question if I fall asleep, but I haven't fallen asleep yet because Joe's an interesting guest. All our guests are interesting, Joe. You of know course, that. Yeah, that's what you got to. If you're into media, that's what you got to tell people. You've got to lie. <laughs> yeah. You've got to lie. You've got to lie. You can be as boring as shit, but you've got to lie and say they're interesting. Now I'm sure they found. I found the interview quite. See, Dale doesn't like me going down this track, but you've got to make it interesting for people. You know, there's so much media about it. You know, they could yeah. be they could be listening to punk. You know, Dale's favourite music <laughs> instead of Radical Australia. So, you're 14? Yeah. No, you're 17 in 2001. Uh, in 2001. You're 17? Yeah, that's correct. 17. Yeah. You've left high school? Uh, yeah, I've left high school. So, what, what, does, what do you do? I left high school and I went into another technical uh, secondary sort of one... It's one level above high school. Yeah, it's right. a secondary school. Mm-hmm. Called, uh, it's a run by Catholic Mission. It's called uh, Don Bosco Technical Secondary School. Don Bosco. Yeah. Where do we know about Don Bosco <laughs> here in Melbourne? Don Bosco is everywhere. Did you know that there's Don Bosco in Melbourne? Uh, I, Sydney Road. I didn't know. If you go down to Sydney Road, Melbourne, okay. Don Bosco is still there, if oh. I remember correctly. Dale, oh, right. is they still there? As far as I can recall. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. all knew about Don Bosco. Yeah, we used to... Walk past and go, oh, those poor kids in there. <laughs> so what? So, so what happened to you? 
Yeah, um, I went there. For, I went to Don Bosco for two years. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and that's where I studied um, mechanical engineering uh-huh. Uh-huh. there. And it wasn't really as sort of a specific uh, field of study, but we generalized a study. Mm. Bits and pieces of everything. So, so if my car doesn't start after this interview, you can start it for me, can you? you can do <laughs> yeah, the yeah, I could try. Yeah, you could try. Yeah. yeah, look, it's an eighty-five Volvo. I'm sure you'll be. You could no computers in it. You'll be right. All right. So, you don't look like the mechanical engineering type to me. Uh, the, as I said, I didn't. Uh, we didn't get to study mechanical engineering. I, I, although I was interested in doing that, but. Uh-huh. Then uh, we studied mechanical engineering, but then uh, the students from my class mm-hmm. voted for our class to be uh, specialized in a computer. That's so radical. So we then have to... That's radical. What do you mean they voted? Yeah, but... Well, what, what? Do you get a bit of... You're given a bit of leeway. You're... Allowed to do what you like. What's yes, going on here? Yeah, we did, but this is ma- in Papua New Guinea. We don't get that freedom here. <laughs> yeah, the, the majority of the class said, "Okay, we want this class to study computer." Because uh, back then, uh, uh-huh. I, I wasn't even. I, I didn't even know how to. Yeah, I started learning. You, you knew. Type. You knew as much about computers in two thousand one as I know in two thousand and fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But not not so a lot. But that's when you, know, I s- yes, I started using computers, and um, uh-huh. I have the habit of wanting to know more. So what uh, sort of uh, you want to know more? M- more about everything. So sort of more about everything. Why? So I used Why do you want to know more? <laughs> Aren't you happy with you know three vegetables, a <laughs> plate of beer, and you know? You want to know more? Beer. You're so Oz joke. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know more? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I was interested in uh, computers during the, the, that time. So why? Why? Well, you want to be a terrorist or something? <laughs> no, no, not really. But um, it's I, I don't know how it happened. But it, I just wanted yeah. to know. So I used to come uh, go and open computers, even if it's still working. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just wondering how this thing works. Yeah. yeah. And start opening everything and yes. pressing the button and make it on and start watching the fan spinning around inside you're mad <laughs> you're mad you want to know what's inside the computer yeah that's how right. it works yeah you're mad <laughs> why do you want to know that for uh, don't yeah. you just accept technology it's there you use it I don't know inquiring what's inquiring minds want to know really yeah well it took me 10 years to understand that cars need water <laughs> I did find out one day. <laughs> the mechanic said, "The mechanic, he said, he said, uh, have you been putting any water in the radiator?" I said, "What's the radiator?" <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got an inquiry mind. <laughs> you, you think he's joking? <laughs> yeah, I'm not joking. So, so here you are. Yeah. You know, dismantling this computer. What'd you learn? Uh, yeah, I learned how to how. Parts of the inside the computer works. Uh-huh. What uh-huh. what actually stores the data that we this is a disease into we type <laughs> from the You've keyboard. You've got a disease. <laughs> this is a disease. This is amazing. You know, this is a disease. You want to know how things work? Yeah, that's right. That is an inquiry mind. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't understand. And how long did this go on for? Two years. Uh yeah, for two years. From seventeen to nineteen. Uh, yep. Your computer would come in and you'd disassemble it. Yeah. Did I you d- put it back together again? Yes, I did. You did? And it worked? <laughs> it, it did. Yeah, it worked. So could you build a computer from scratch now? Uh, I don't think so. For now, actually, if we have the parts and everything, yeah, yeah I can put them, just assemble them together. You've got to yeah. assemble it. Yeah. Excellent. So what happened when you turned 19 and the course finished? Yeah, and when the course finished, I actually, yeah, I went, uh, I, yeah, I stayed there in Venimo for around yeah probably one year without so how, how yeah. big is Venimo Venimo What's yeah but, uh, is it a big city little town or uh, it's just a little town right, yeah. right so there's not many job opportunities no not many refugees? No, not for yeah, West Papua and refugees no yeah 
regardless of you being uh, the brightest student in the class, or you have you're uh, telling me you were the brightest student. <laughs> in the class. No, no, no. You have a good qualification, but then if they sort of uh, trace back your uh, background, mm-hmm. and um, if you are not originally from Papua New Guinea, mm-hmm. you're not you you won't be accepted in any. So, so you can't get a government job then. Yes, that's precisely what I'm saying. So, if you're a refugee, you can't get a government job. You have to yeah. rely on the private sector, or you got to create your own business. Yeah, that's correct. Unless you are married to a Papua New Guinean, a uh, West Papua married to a Papua New Guinean uh-huh. girl, or a Papua New Guinean a man married to uh, West right. Papua, and uh, then you can get through this uh, family relationship. So, so uh, it's 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 institutionalised. Uh, Racism, basically. Yeah, that's correct. It's institutionalised, yeah. and so what's the, is this basically to force people back across the border, back into West Papua? Do you think it's a government policy to force you back across the border? Uh, yes, it crossed my mind. Mm. Yeah, it crossed my mind when I was uh, well, I was old enough to understand what's happening mm-hmm. to us as refugees in Papua New Guinea. And uh, yeah, given that Indonesia and Papua New Guinea are very good uh, friends, yeah, so have I just got a thirteen billion dollar loan. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that crossed my mind. It but yeah, your mind. I, I wouldn't uh, want to speculate. Wouldn't want really to speculate. Happened, yeah. cross, people crosses people's mind because you think after ten, fifteen, twenty years, you'd kind of people say, "Oh well, you're here, get get on with it." So, what did you? T- you turned nineteen. You finished the course. What did you do next? Um, I. Just lived there with my uncle for a while. Did you do anything uh, to make money? Legal? Yeah, legal. Uh, yeah. I, I, I went to... After leaving school, I used my uh, mechanical skills and uh-huh. worked in a uh, car dealer. Uh-huh. Like uh, It's called yeah, Ella Motors in uh, Vanimo. Mm-hmm. I worked there for a while and I heard that my parents, have, uh, my parents and the whole family had moved from... Yeah, from... Um, uh, they are in one of the schools in um, Sandon province, but my dad was uh, posted in a village where there was a sh- big tsunami in 1998. Right. In, uh, they call it Aitape tsunami. Mm-hmm. And yep, they lived there and I was in Vanimo and then they asked me if I would like to go with them to across to Jayapura because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I haven't been there and uh, I want to see my uh, family there. So this, this is when you were 19? Yeah. So things had settled down in the, in the 20 years since your parents came across as refugees. Yes. They'd settled down and you, were, you could go back without obvious persecution as a family? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So did you go back? I mean, yeah, we went back, but it... It was uh, still intense there. How do you uh, mean intense? Uh, we can see the heavy presence of our military. Like we we don't see that around in Australia. People, uh, the uh, army and the police holding guns and roaming the streets. And that's a like common that. occurrence. So when yeah. you went back, that's a, yeah, it is. It is common. Yeah, yeah. that's correct. Mm-hmm. Is that because there's a lot of violence, or is it because they just want to keep you underfoot, a presence there, just to show that if you do get out of line, they can deal with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, but that's the, what, you, yeah, what you're saying is uh, correct because they, they're just trying to, uh, not only showing off, but... Uh, intimidate. Intimidate and yeah. uh, sort of emphasize to everyone with Papun that this is what's going to happen if you cross the line. If you crossed the line. Yeah. So you were 19. Did you get any work in Jayapura? Yes, I did. <coughs> With the help of a family friend, mm-hmm. I <coughs> worked as a computer technician in... Excuse me, all that time you wasted <laughs> <laughs> doing computers yeah. came in handy. Yeah. Ah. As a computer technician in a department of tourism. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tourism? Yeah. Who goes to West Papua? Huh? What, well, is it internal Indonesian tourism or uh, not? Both uh, local tourists and uh, some foreign fo- foreign tourists. Oh, yeah, so I can go to West Papua. You reckon? Yes, if you want to go, you can. Yeah, I'll, have to <laughs> go. I'll have to go. I'll have to go one day. Yeah, but then yeah, <laughs> you you you're gonna have to sort of stay under uh, 24 hour surveillance by Indonesian intel 
uh-huh. official. Oh, that's nice. I mean, nice uh, that's uh, basically uh, basically what uh, what what will happen if um, a uh, foreigners from Europe or Australia or the US mm-hmm. they go there. I mean, it, it's not you you won't see them following you, but they mm-hmm. will remain sort of um, oblivious, so mm-hmm. you don't really see. What's, What's going on? Going on? Yeah. So you're working for the government or a private? Uh, uh, that's yeah, actually a private sector, but it's mm. owned by yeah, it's partly owned by government too. Government. Yeah. So how long did you work in tourism for? Um, I was working. I worked there for five years. So you're 24 yeah. now. Yeah, that's from uh, 2003. Right. Yeah, Three. I started working there. So 2007. 2000. Uh, yeah, seven. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. late 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Four years. 2003 to yeah. t- uh, late 2008, yeah. actually. So five yeah. years. Five years. So, so what was the work like? Um, it was not really not that hard because everything, what everything they want me to do is, uh, is doing it with computer. So, it, it wasn't really hard. And it's all just uh, entering data, data, data entry, and keeping the record of uh, the tourist that comes in and goes out of the the place. Yeah. So, man, with an inquiring mind, this was like a living deaf <laughs> <laughs> five years of data entry. Just rot your brain. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, you did five years of data entry. Yeah. What did you do to amuse yourself? Huh? Uh, just yep, a lot of fun computer games. <laughs> <laughs> How about outside work? What type of things did you do in Jayapura? Um, <clears throat> apart from working in a tourism uh, department of tourism, I mm. also help. Uh, there's this uh, West Papuan customary uh, council. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, this organization I help them with uh, the. IT related stuff. So, what what is a West Papuan Customary Council? What's their role in society? <coughs> uh, their role is you know, to make sure that uh, West Papuan uh, culture and tradition don't get uh, washed away by the uh, uh, foreign influences and foreign lifestyles from uh, within Indonesia, like from outside of West Papua. So. Um, what it means is like uh, our traditional dances, our yeah, tr- tradition and cultures like uh, West Papuan traditional dances have um, have been sort of uh, substituted by uh, like the most modern contemporary hip hop, punk yes, music, yes, yes, and yes, things yeah. like that. And okay. also the food, uh, West Papuan food. Now we have. Uh, Javanese and many things from Indonesia coming into West Papua and that actually made uh, West Papua sort of forget and leave their uh, traditional ways of uh, doing things. So you're, beca- you're becoming integrated into Indonesian yeah. culture because yeah. you, I assume you only used Indonesian at work? Yeah, that's correct. You, you use Indonesian at school if you, tr- yeah. if you try. You use Indonesian you know, when you go out? Yeah. That's right. That's right. So Indonesian food, clothes, language just goes on and on and on. Yeah. So that's the yeah, that's basically the role of this uh organization. They mm-hmm. make sure that yep, yeah, everything like that is preserved and should be passed on to the uh next generation. Mm. When you were growing up, uh, did West Papua culture play a role in your life as a refugee in Papua New Guinea? Uh yeah, I think so. I think so because uh we started uh learning language from my parents mm-hmm. and um my my dad was actually uh he his life is sort of like more uh traditional so he knows our things like traditional dance uh mm-hmm. our own language like uh, his mother tongue yes. so we were uh raised with uh not only the lifestyle of a like Papua New Guinea, uh, like Papua New Guinea adopts a Western uh, lifestyle, mm-hmm. so 
we're gr growing up pretty much with both. Uh, we have a balance of uh, yeah, understanding about uh, both cultures. So during those five, six years you were in Jayapura, were you living at home or were you living independently? Or? Uh, uh, yeah, I rent a house. I rent a, yeah, re uh, yeah, a house. And where, and where, where were your parents living? My parents were my parents lived in a house they rent by themselves, mm -hmm. and I was living in a house I rent by myself. Right, right. So you didn't want to share with your twin sister. <laughs> <laughs> no. Typical, typical, <laughs> typical. I can't believe that. So here you are. You know, any love in your life by now? Any girlfriend, boyfriend, anything like that? Uh, yes, I had one uh, recently. <laughs> no, when you were in Japan. Uh, no. No, no, we're not going to go into the, I just wonder if, so here you are, you go to work, you're living by yourself in a rented accommodation, you assist the customary council, what yeah. do you do for entertainment? Uh, you're a young man, what do you do entertainment, for entertainment? Uh, for entertainment, uh, unlike Australia, <laughs> we don't have, uh, sort of like, uh, clubs, nightclubs or stuff like that. No, no, they do have, but uh, it is sort of like, uh, taboo for people right. they they think if you go in into a nightclub was you are a bad person uh -huh. so uh -huh. and you're a good person so you didn't <laughs> <go>. <laughs> i didn't uh, i didn't go because not because of what they would think but i i'm just not in, into so what you do when you get home after work? uh i play music <laughs> what type of music uh papua and traditional music what you play papua and traditional music yeah what's that it's a sort of like music with Papua in with Papua languages. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Do you sing? It could be do guitar, you drums, drums. And do you play guitar? Ukulele. Yeah. And ukulele. Yep. I do. Drums too. Yes. Sing. Sing. Yes. I dance. Sing. Dance. Yes. I dance. Multi-talented. <laughs> Multi-talented. Can take apart computers, dance, sing. Oh, I feel. I feel ashamed. <laughs> I, I can't even it's dance. No, it's no wonder Aussies don't want uh, the refugees here. No, <laughs> we don't want that. They're too talented. <laughs> they are too talented. This man's too talented. I think he should go back. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Jay, so, so what happens? Why, uh, why leave? This sounds like paradise. Yeah. Um, and Armed soldiers in every corner. Why leave? <laughs> yeah, while working in that uh, department... I come across a information uh, information session where um, they said uh, there are there is this uh, a program from a uh, from Jayapura government mm -hmm. to send um, people or yeah to send uh, people who are interested to uh, study English in uh, Bali and after studying if you if you are if performance and pro you progress really good there, you will then be uh, uh, sponsored to study in Australia. And this is what you did? Uh, yes. How long were you in Bali for? I was in Bali for 12 months. Top of the class, I assume? <laughs> uh, uh, Come on, you don't have to be modest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Top of the class, good, good. And, and, and then you, what, you applied? To yeah, we learned English in, um, in, oh. in Bali. It, it's actually... Run by Australian uh, mm -hmm. government. It's uh, it's called uh, I acronym I A L F stands for uh, Australian Indonesia Language Foundation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we learned English there, and then after twelve months of learning, did IELTS test, mm -hmm. and after after the test, yeah, I was yeah one of the lucky ones to be uh, sponsored to. Yeah, to study, study in Australia. Where'd you come? What city did you first come to? I came up to Melbourne, actually. Here you are. Did yeah. you fly to Melbourne? You, f you didn't take canoe like those other <laughs> refugees. <laughs> no. and you just flew into Melbourne. Yeah. Who's there to meet you? Anybody there to meet you? Uh, yeah, there was uh, somebody from the uh, student uh, apartment that I was going to live in. They didn't send you to Ballarat, did they? <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, lucky, lucky, not uh, like the others. Yeah, somebody from Bo yeah, Box Hill, they came and met, met me right. at the airport and they took me to the uh, place where I lived. In Box Hill? Yeah, it, it's in Box Hill. Well, you must have thought you were back in Indonesia when you went to Box Hill. <laughs> 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 you thought, this is a funny place, Australia. 
It's all this Chinese writing. <laughs> Uh, so what did you, how long did you stay there for? Um, I was there for one yet yeah, one year mm-hmm. because it's uh it's comp- compulsory for us uh, new right. students to live in a environment like that. And so you studied English basically. Yeah, yeah, I studied English for one year, and uh, yeah, the next year in I started in two thousand eight, mm-hmm. and uh, after one year, I was. Uh, Accepted in um, university. Which one? Uh, Deakin University. Ah, oh, well, some people call it a university, but we'll keep talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to Deakin. What did you study there? Uh, I did uh, media and communication. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. You finally got to media and communications. Yeah. And how many years did you do and, that for? Uh, two years I did uh, right. a diploma. Of right. So are you still then, were you still... A West Pop or an Indonesian citizen at that stage? Yes, I was. So, what made you change your mind that you didn't want to go back? Um, when I first came here, and um, my my sister was here before me, right. and um, she went to meet me mm-hmm. and said, "Oh, they have a West Papuan community here in Melbourne." Mm-hmm. I said, "Oh, that's really great because I was there for I, I actually stayed there for." Uh, two months before I know that there are West Papuans, Papuans here, yep. so I was just around around that area. It's it's a big uh, student village, so everything is there. So you don't have to go anywhere to buy food That's or right. anything. Yep. So yeah, I lived there for two months before learning that oh, there are West Papuans here. Why would I lock myself here and just live here for two months? It's pretty boring life. Here. Yeah, <laughs> it is box hill. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> Yeah, so you met the West Papuan community. Yeah, so and yeah, my sister went and they actually planned a community trip to Phillip Island. Right. And uh, that's when I get to meet all the West Papuans uh, community. You could fit them in a minibus, couldn't you? I not the minibus, but the big ones. A yeah. big bus, yeah, right. the, like a huge one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you think about that? Uh, yeah, when I met them, I uh, I was surprised because. Oh, I didn't expect to see this many people yes. here. Uh, I didn't expect to see uh, West Papua mm. on uh, like living on the other side of the world, like uh, uh, Melbourne. So, yeah, I was happy to see uh, it, f- it. It felt like home, and uh, you, uh, yeah. you worked well with them. Uh, yeah, we had a good, uh, really good uh, relationship with the community, mm. but uh, some yeah, there were some issues with with that because some uh we before we c- come to melbourne before i come to melbourne uh there was uh the sponsor was uh really made he made it blunt and uh clear that you are going there only to study and uh do not make any any anything trouble. that's uh, trouble yeah. that's going to cause and come back uh, yeah yeah so when did you start making trouble <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you yeah, after meeting <laughs> them and after meeting the community, uh, I was, yeah, I think, yeah, I would say it's fate. I I made, uh, I went and s- I met Jacob uh, mm-hmm. straight away on that day, mm-hmm. and uh, Hammond, one of the West Papuan yes, uh, diplomats yes. in, in the U- U.S., and I said, oh, here we are, and uh, I, I've heard about these uh, 43 refugees, but yes. I haven't actually uh, met them, so when I met them, I said, wow. Come on, tell me what happened. <laughs> tell me your stories, and they start telling me their stories. And um, because I come from a uh, background where uh, my my father was a uh, a guerrilla in uh, with opium before, so I really uh, sort of fit into what they're doing. Doing, yes. yeah, yes. And um, so, when did you decide to apply for refugee status? Uh, just in two thousand. Thirteen, yeah. Two thousand and thirteen. How's yeah. that going? Yeah, it went pretty well mm-hmm. with uh, the help of uh, Louise mm-hmm. and uh, Jacob himself and mm-hmm. Ronnie and uh, this with the support of West Papua community and uh, also the some of the friends Australia's friends here from uh, 3CR and uh, mm-hmm. some of the activists. So could you yeah. go back? Uh, not for another one year. Another one year. Yeah. Right. And then you can go back if you want to. Yeah. Do you think you made the right decision to st- to stay? 
Um, <clears throat> I do believe that uh, being here, as we have the uh, freedom and uh, yeah, freedom of uh, expressing our uh, our yeah aspirations and what uh, we want. Unlike the uh, friends and families in West Papua, you get uh, tortured and uh, beaten for just going and peacefully protesting against uh, the government's policy mm-hmm. and uh, the human rights uh, violence and abuses that's going on in West Papua. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, with that, I think um, uh, not only me, but with everyone, all the West Papuans who are uh, lucky to get a uh, visa and get accepted to live in Australia, stay to stay here. Uh, let's not uh, abuse our freedom and mm. let's do the, the, yeah, the right thing for so our have you, have you got friends. any messages for any of our listeners? How, how can they help? Um, <coughs> for the listeners out there, uh, the, you can help in many ways uh, by what, but one basic and one very simple way is to uh, spread the word about West Papua and um, if you don't know where West Papua is, uh, just Google it and you'll find the entire information about what's West Papua, where is it, uh, what is going on in West Papua. And, uh, yep, yeah, that's basically the complete library of information. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, uh, Mr. Joseph Wally, I don't want to call you Joe. It's, I think I'll call you what your parents called you. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with yeah, that. Yeah, I don't jo- mind. Yeah, I mean, Joe, you can't really take somebody called Joe seriously. <laughs> but you can't take Joseph Wally seriously. Look, it's a pleasure for you to be part of our community. Thank you. And whatever you decide to do in the future, hopefully you'll succeed. And uh, I'm sure you will with your inquiry mind. And it was a pleasure to be able to talk to you. Thank you so and, much. And uh, thank you very much, Madam Dale, Empress Dale Bridge, for uh, looking after us this afternoon. It was a pleasure. And uh, you look after yourself, and uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, thank you so much, Joe. Thanks for having me too. Yeah, uh, do you, you do take part of that West Papuan program. Yes, yes, I yeah, do. We tell tell people when it's on so they can actually listen. Uh, yes. Um, please uh, tune in on Mondays every every Mondays Monday evening from uh, six thirty to seven o'clock, and uh, that's when uh, West Papua Voice of West Papua program goes alive on air with uh, some of the most talented uh, presenters and hosts from West Papua. Well, there's <laughs> only you. there's only one talented host, and that's Joseph Wally. <laughs> Forget about the rest. Thank you very <laughs> Thank much. Thank you.